Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Life Project, where I am your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Brian Dewhurst. And today you have a duo cast of yours truly and the Brian Dewhurst talking about a topic that might or might not be, uh, you're sick of it at this point, but it, it's COVID-19. And I don't want to make any light of that, but there is just a ton of things coming at us from many different directions. And so we do want to, uh, I think, address it and then also talk, I think, mainly about just opportunity that things like this happen or things like this uh, come to surface. And people talk about opportunity in times like this. But to be able to speak to it and give you tangible action items right now, I think could be helpful. Um, So COVID-19, the coronavirus, we're going to start speaking into just the opportunities that it can create. And so the first thing I want to talk about is the quality time that it gives you with your family or your loved ones. Obviously, we're all stuck in in the house or we should be. Um, I'm not sure how serious you're taking that. We are taking it fairly serious to like only go in the grocery store and only one of us go. Uh, But it has created such an amazing opportunity for quality time. Uh, And so today we are having a high tea um, with my family and I. I have suits. I have a suit and tie on. I'm suited and booted. Um, My wife and my daughter got their hair all did up. Um, This is the first time I've ever done a high tea. I have no idea what this means, but it's a pretty big deal. And they, my wife and daughter, Lorraine, have uh, done a lot of work for this thing. And I cannot wait in an hour to go to high tea with my family. Mm-hmm. And it just gave this, we wouldn't have done this without this opportunity. The second thing, and then I'll let Brian talk because I feel like I'm on my soapbox, but I get excited about this, is uh, my wife and I put a sheet, uh, a king size sheet up in the basement and then had a projector uh, and projected uh, a movie on top of it, so which was kind of fun. But my wife found this link of an international trip that you can take with your family in the midst, midst of COVID-19. And it had like the airplane stewardess uh, flight thing. It had like how to buckle your seatbelt and just that's, that movie that they normally show you. My daughter dressed up in a stewardess outfit. Uh, my son was the pilot. And every little video would keep coming up. So then it would be the stewardess, then it would be the flight uh, on a runway. Uh, and then we would ha- obviously have it really loud and it would be like kind of like a plane. My wife, or my daughter then uh, gave us treats. I mean, this was the funnest thing we ever did. So we ended up going to Japan um, and touring around the city, which there was a video of that. Um, and it was actually kind of really cool. And because it was so big, it kind of felt like you were there. And the last thing we did is went to Disney there Uh, We checked into our hotel, by the way. Of course, that was in there. But all these videos were already pre-populated for us. All we had to do is keep clicking and creating a fun experience with our family. Um, And then the end, we went to Disney and went on the ride, went to Space Mountain, um, and then went on a ride. And I'm telling you, with that big screen, my stomach did drop when we hit those buttons. And what a fun thing that we got an opportunity to do, and one that we never would have created 
without this time. And this is the time, I think, for our kids. They'll never forget. I'll never forget this. But they'll be talking to their grandkids about the time when they, have, they got out of school for a month, maybe even longer, um, and the fun things that they did as a family. So this gives us an opportunity as a family to connect in an amazing, intentional way. Uh, and I cannot wait for the other opportunities. And my kids are excited every morning to figure out what we're going to do fun um, and create a moment and a memory together. So that's the first opportunity I think it, uh, it sheds for us. And Brian's done his own thing. So I'll let you talk. Sorry, man. Took a long time there. No, it's good. I think it's important. I think this is a huge reset button on a lot of different levels. And um, yeah, our family's trying to do unique things uh, every day and create special moments. And this isn't just uh, you know, three-week vacation uh, where they just get to hang out on TV or watch YouTube all day. So yeah, we're taking advantage of those um, this time to try to one of the things we're doing is just trying to every day, each of the kids uh, has to reach out to a family member and mm. FaceTime with them and just ask them five questions and just check in and see how they're doing. Uh, I think for kids, you know, it's always that like, it's easy to feel like the focus is always on them. So challenging them to just kind of interview other family members and um, get their story and see, make sure they're doing okay. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one thing that we've been, we've been trying to implement at home and, um, you know, I know the fun stuff. So Megan has been intentional with having your kids write letters to their friends, like pen mm-hmm. pals again, like that's something we don't talk about a lot and yeah. uh, something that we start. Really, yeah. Like, let's be honest. Like when you get a real handwritten note in the mail, it's kind of exciting. <laughs> totally. So, so yeah, doing lots of fun stuff and, um, trying to just keep it interesting, you know? And I think the thing that I've challenged our kids with is just like, what is like one thing you could really master? Like, even if it's like the Rubik's cube or, Mm. um, you know, whatever it is, is there something you could really push into over this next three weeks? Um, you know, and get a really good understanding of something before you go have to go back to school. Um, haven't really found what those are yet for each of the kids, but trying to do different things to kind of just set that mindset. You know, and this is early enough in this whole thing that I think that we all are adapting in a way that uh, I think can move forward. But moving on, I think not only do we have to adapt like we are now, but uh, we're probably going to be at the point where we're going to know somebody with uh, the COVID-19 or coronavirus. And then eventually, I think within a couple of weeks, we might know somebody that's you know, been affected and died from it. Like this is getting more and more serious. And so the second opportunity I wanted to talk about is just the opportunity to let your true character come out. And I know that I'm, I'm really high on this uh, Cam Newton effect uh, where he's a quarterback for the Panthers. He was Not in the Super Bowl. Longer, but FYI. Uh, Keep okay. going. Well, I don't know who's quarterback for, but the story that I have to say is when he was a quarterback for the Panthers and they were in the Super Bowl. And uh, before the Super Bowl, he was pretty hyped up and even like he was the Superman and running around with his cape and blah, blah, blah. And uh, after the Super Bowl, they got absolutely trounced and he kept blaming everybody else except for himself. And how disheartened I was to watch that. Um, Meaning like he was so high on his horse. And then when things didn't go his way or challenges or trials were in his face, (laughs) he completely cowered, fell victim to everybody else except for himself. So this is an opportunity for everybody. This is so unique because it's not just America. I mean, this is the whole world is dealing with this thing. 
um, in an amazing like way, or it can be something that's catastrophic, but it is a true character revealer to the max of how do you handle stress? How do you handle other people with stress? But what an amazing opportunity to be able to at least gut check yourself on how are you responding right now and know that it's probably going to get worse. Um, And what is your initial response? Is it to hunker down or is it to continue, like Brian said, uh, reach out to people, uh, make sure people are staying connected? What is your response? It's a great revealer of that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I don't know if I have much to add to that. You kind of nailed the the character side. And, and I think when you look back historically, um, you know, a lot of inventions and a lot of ideas and a lot of businesses are formed out of these types of moments in history. And so I think you're going to see a tectonic shift in business, communication, um, the way things are done after this, especially the more prolonged it is. I mean, we're pretty early into it here towards the end of March, 2020, as we shoot this, but um, it'll be interesting to see the tail effect of this. You know, the Great Depression went on. Really, that was like a lost decade, um, the Great Depression uh, with World War II and and all of that economic kind of disaster that started in 1929. But um, it took about 10, 10 to 14 years for the, if you judge it based on the stock market, to come back above where it was. but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be super interesting because now with technology, I mean, you know, a lot of things are still possible technologically, you know, of not leaving your home. And so I think there's it's going to challenge a lot of paradigms, a lot of businesses, uh and a lot of models. Um, well, you even forward. talk about the college model like right now of like, woo, they're getting challenged real bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've often thought minus this event, I didn't think college and university life would be the same in 20 years. I think this is going to accelerate that shift. Um, And especially when you look at the cost of it and, you know, we're helping people plan for their children's college, that type of thing. And the money that is it's costing just to get a basic university level state education now is a little crazy. And so I think it's just going to be super interesting to watch. And I just heard recently, like in the last couple of days that Iowa state is, is looking at, you know, some of their dorms, um, some of their older dorms of whether they're even going to keep those or not mm-hmm. moving forward because of this and because of enrollments and things, of, you know, of where they're at as a university level. So it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out in terms of real estate too, commercial real estate. You know, I think one of the guys that I follow, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name because um, it's, it's really interesting, uh, but I follow him on Twitter and I just can't get enough of what he's creating. He was basically the second person to be employed by Pinterest and hmm. basically helped build Pinterest. And then he left and started a company called Gumroad, which most of you may have never heard of, but it's one of the fastest growing companies in the world. And their entire workforce um, is all over the globe and they have no meetings and there's like no offices hmm. and they all work from home um, and they, they make it work. And he's just like, this is the future. And I've, kind of started saying this as a piggyback off some of the things he said, but I think you're going to see the new employee benefit is going to be time and flexibility uh, and not 401k match or health insurance. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be time and flexibility. And so 
I think it's gonna, we're just gonna continue to see these ramifications. And you look at the, ba- uh, not the baby boomer generation, but the Great Depression generation, you know, our grandparents and how they were just really tight with their money, you know, really fear-based mindset. I'm not putting that down because they went through, you know, World War II and the Great Depression. They lived through that and it really impacted their, the way they handled money, the way they looked at starting a business, all those different things. And I think it's going to be interesting to see the ramifications are as a society in terms of the kind of these generational studies that people do Mm -hmm. um, and the impacts of this. And babies. Opportunities to make babies. I'm just saying. It wasn't on my list, but I'm just Thank you, Dr. Oz. (laughs) Did he say that? Oh, my goodness. Well, no. Dr. Oz just said one of the best ways to handle stress if you're married is to... Is have to um, oh, yeah man. have sex. So. That's great. Anyway, I bet you you just wait. Mark my words. Nine months, ten months from now, it's going to happen. So, anyway. so I heard this joke. We don't do jokes very often. I'm not the best joke teller, so I might butcher this one. But um, this girl went up to her dad and she said, "Hey, dad, why is why is a sissy named Paris?" And he goes, "Oh, well, your mom and I conceived her in Paris." And she goes, "Oh, okay." And then he goes, "Yeah, go back to your room, Corona." <laughs> Yep. So uh, that wasn't part of that. That's a bonus uh, <laughs> point there. Okay. Uh, I don't know what we're, uh, point C, maybe. I don't know if we're on three, but uh, it, it gives us an opportunity to have grace with one another. I mean, you want to talk about a high stressful moment when you don't know the future and have no idea what the future brings, how much stress and tension is on everybody right now everybody. I don't care if your business is thriving or dying. Like there is stress because of the unknown. And I want to be, and I want the listeners to be challenged to have grace with other people right now, because who knows what they're going through. Uh, And we just had, Brian and I had a uh, situation in our business where one of our bigger carriers or bigger products that we uh, like uh, just did something drastic. And when you really look at the lay of the land, um, it was with a life insurance company and low interest rates environments are really smoking like insurance companies, as well as uh, high death rates. And that's exactly what we're, we're facing right now. And because of that, the grace that we had of like, okay, we understand where you're coming from and we're going to adjust accordingly. Instead of like raising our, <laughs> puffing up our chest and going after them, we just said, listen, we understand uh, things like this happen. And so we changed our business model because of it. Uh, wasn't ideal, not the time to be changing a lot of business models, but it gives us all an opportunity to have a grace on even more individual places and individual people. But it's a great opportunity to be challenged to have grace with people. Definitely. Uh, okay. What, uh, I'll let you have one of your points because I have a lot. <laughs> well, you can keep going. I, I think, uh, you know, looking at the, at the COVID-19, you know, there people are saying this is our generation's great depression. And, you know, hopefully we can get a vaccine or treatments. I'm not a medical person, so I don't want to use these words, but, you know, basically we can get a handle on this thing where it doesn't come back. Um, but I think it's just a matter of, you know, how long this thing plays out and the impacts that it's going to have and, and the changes it's going to force businesses to make. Let's it, talk about some of those yeah. changes. I think that's important. Well, I, I look at it like, you know, um, companies that were going to go build a huge 
commercial space to house all their employees. You know, Mm -hmm. if, if you've had people working autonomously from home because you were forced into that call centers, uh, you know, we, we call lots of different companies on a weekly basis to check things, get status on things. Most of those people have worked in call centers at a physical, you know, one point or two point location. You know, now those people, I mean, we're talking to them. They're, they're working from home. I mean, you can hear them in the back. You can hear their spouse in the background. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's a whole different paradigm, you know? And so, well, we don't need that call center anymore. You know, we, we could have people in, you know, six different time zones handling our call center uh, with flex positions at four to six hour shifts, you know, to cover 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. in Hawaii, you know? Mm-hmm. And it would cost us a fraction of the time. So I think just like what impact this has on commercial real estate to me is going to be really profound. Um, and just kind of the institutionalization. We've already talked about university life and all of their buildings. Like, do we need any more buildings at the university level, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just those type, types of things. And, and I think you look at, um, in the early 1900s, it's like 80 to 90% of people were self-employed. You know, because mm-hmm. people are still moving over here, coming off. Um, I don't, I've, I've been told that coming off the boat is like a derogatory term, but immigrating from another country to America and starting businesses and moving west, all those different mm-hmm. things. And uh, now it's like less than 10%. And I think you're going to see a massive shift back towards uh, being self-employed and kind of controlling your own destiny, contracting with companies to do work, uh, not taking their benefits because you want the flexibility and cash flow to design your life the way you want. Uh, I think that you're going to see a massive resurgence in that um, out of this. So just those types of things are the things that I'm looking at, thinking about, and then what investment themes are going to play well off of that, out of this recession, Um, you know, potentially recession, you know, the market uh, judges a recession when the stock market goes down by more than 20% uh, or GDP goes down by a certain percentage and we're basically there. So Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's any mystery that uh, this is going to change things economically. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that whole message, it, it bodes well because people are like getting uprooted quickly, which they thought that they had a very secure job. And it just falls really in line with our core values is what is, what is it that God intended you to do? And let's start focusing in on that. And could this be the opportunity <laughs> for me? It was uh, getting fired from my pharmaceutical job it was an opportunity for me to rewrite the next stage of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and it took me getting fired. It was the best thing that happened to me. And you've hear this time and time again, could this be the best thing that could happen to you? And from a business perspective, I think it gives us an opportunity to show the world what we're all about, to give an opportunity to show our core values as a business, have grace with others, blah, blah, blah. But like, here's the two stories you have. You have a company that starts laying off people quickly um, and starts figuring out how to like protect themselves quickly versus seeing how they can help other people. And I read this story of a commercial property owner that reached out to his tenants and said, hey, for this month, this next month, I don't want you to pay me my rent. I want you to pay your employees their salary. And I thought, that's what I'm talking about. Like, mm. I want to hang out with that guy because he understands when things get really crazy, the best thing to do is maybe serve other people, have grace with other people and understand how to help others. 
And to me, I don't know how much money he quote unquote lost, but in my mind, I'd be like, I want that guy on my team. <laughs> and anyway, so if you're hearing this or listening to this and you're that guy, uh, let's get you on the show because mm-hmm. that's the kind of people that we need to be as uncommon, uh, I would say, listeners, uncommon people. But it is not common when people do something like that because it's thinking about other people's wants and values and needs before your own. And this gives us an opportunity as a business to show that. So that's, I think, an opportunity uh, for businesses at this point. Um, It's also an opportunity to just to be personal with your employees. And so is this a time where you reach out to your employees and give them a raise? I don't know. (laughs) I'm I'm throwing out very uncommon things because other people are not doing that. and maybe you can't do that, or maybe it doesn't. It's just, these are some things it gives us opportunities to pause and think through. Here's another thing that I think is really interesting. Because this whole thing is shaking people and businesses up, uh, it, it gives you an opportunity to change directions on things that aren't working well. And whether or not it's right or wrong, like if, if you feel like, or there was a decision that you were like, hey, I want to do that, but it's hard for me to sever that relationship uh, for whatever reason, that's basically talking to myself. Um, it gives you a time to do that. And people will understand as hard as it is, understanding like, hey, we, we can't do this anymore. Uh, it just doesn't fit in the budget of the new budget that we're doing. So it gives you an opportunity to do that. And people are having more and more grace than just out of the blue saying, hey, we're not going to do that anymore. Um, this really does give you an opportunity to uh, change some directions that you're currently going if you don't like where you're going. Does that make sense? Totally. And I think one of the things that an exercise I've done in the past, and I think it's, this is a great time to do it, is just writing down how many hats that you wear or how many roles that you have, you know, uh, father husband, friend, business owner, business partner, employer. I don't know if it's like a pickleball league guy, mm, um, ball, fantasy football, you know, all these different things that we take on. I think especially as Americans, and I think it's a great time to like write down on a piece of paper of like, you know, pre-COVID-19 mm. uh, and post-COVID-19 and, you know, using this as a point to say no to something when things start back up. And maybe, you know, this is a point of saying starting something uh, in the midst of all of this um, mm. because you're, you're at a, just a clarity point in life. So yeah. I think that's really, really good uh, advice. So I think that at the end of the day, I hope this is giving people and our listeners some opportunities to think about that you can capitalize instead of just like, oh, this is a great opportunity to do something. Well, what are you going to do? Like, uh, hopefully these are tangible. Uh, and then honestly, like for me, and obviously we like the word uncommon, but it's, it's an opportunity to let your uncommon fly. Like it's an opportunity for people to see the real you and, and be excited about what they see. Um, and even yourself, if you are seeing and revealing some things in your life of panic, anxiety, and worry, um, it's a time and opportunity to be able to surround yourself with a community um, and address some of those things so you can be an impact to others. And isn't that really all what it's about? For, for me, and I know Brian uh, in our business, it's about serving other people in this time and all the time. So like, it's kind of the same for us, but um, it's an opportunity for us to really sit down with somebody 
understand who they are and how to align their cash flow and money to that end so that they can live a more fulfilled life. Um, and this opportunity is an amazing opportunity, one that I get really excited about because there's so much unrest and unknown in the future, but we do have a rock that we can look to and we do have an opportunity to be able to be those people that people look up to and get excited about. I want to be around that guy more or that, that woman more. And so uh, that's my big, that's, I don't know, that COVID-19 or just who we should be. I don't know if it all just kind of blends together, but that's my thoughts on COVID-19, the coronavirus. Um, Ryan, what are your kind of closing thoughts? Yeah, I think very similar. Um, you know, I heard a great sermon that the church was really, has a history of, you know, really working well in these times and being the light. And I think basically to capstone what you're saying is like, we got to be like Jesus, you know, and yeah. um, just have open arms and how can we help and how can we speak truth and, act and speak in a way that's glorifying to God and that draws people in. And I think uh, this is a great time to, you know, really evaluate your spiritual life too and making amends with different relationships uh, in your family or friends, and then ultimately making a decision about your relationship with God and, and Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so um, what a better time than now. Totally. And if you ever want to talk through or you are struggling give us that 15 minutes free consultation. Um, reach out to Haley at uh, Haley at uncommonwealth.com. Schedule that. Uh, we'd love to connect with you. Just uh, I'd say encourage you. Yeah. And just, uh, yeah, let's thrive in this time. But that's who we are. Uh, and we're excited. We're not changing anything. And so we hope that this is something that will encourage you and it'll let you get an opportunity to look at life a little different. Um, and because there's just so many opportunities to do that. But I'm signing off for now. I got a high tea to go to and I'm pretty Make excited it rain. about it. Making it rain. I'll put some pictures up on my Facebook. And uh, I feel like high tea is like, you got to have an umbrella, like a, one of those fancy umbrellas, not like a yeah. rain umbrella. But, oh, I know. And I think there's hats involved. I don't know. But I'll put some pictures up on my Facebook. And uh, anyway, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Uncommon Wealth what is it? Uncommon Life Project? What is happening? <laughs> and we're advisors with the Uncommon Wealth Partners. Uh, that's it. And so thanks for listening. And uh, thanks for being gracious with us in this time. And uh, yeah, the market's down, obviously. And all of our clients got called specifically about that, knowing that we are watching their accounts. And so that feels good to be kind of uncommon in this space too. And so Brian, you can sign off and let's get it out. Yeah, you've been listening to the Uncommon Life Project. I've been your host, Brian Dewhurst. And Philip Ramsey. Continue to be uncommon, everyone, and stay safe. Thanks. Bye. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project, brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.